Welcome. I'm Heather. And I'm Joy. And this is Not a Dream. Woo! What'd you guys think of that intro? Oh, we have a new spooky intro. She just played it for me and I almost died. She was like, oh my god. I was like, oh, I'm freaked out. I was like looking behind me. I hope y'all weren't looking behind you. Our good friend Gilbert made that intro for us. You are awesome, Gilbert. Thank you. I know you're listening to this. Hello. Gilbert, you're amazing. We have a few new reviews. Let's let's read them. Let's read them. All right, you go first. I'm going to read the first one because it's nice and long. Let's do it. Just how I <laughs> do it. Um, these ladies are killing it. Yes, pun intended. By Pedro de la Norte. Ahem. I've been a big true bean. <laughs> I've been a bean. A, God, can I read <laughs> Holy shit. I've been a big true crime addict for a while now, and this podcast is my new fix. It's been a joy to listen to these stories and love the chemistry between these two beaches uh, hosts. Stay sexy, ladies, and don't get mer- Oh, that's another show. (laughs) Keep up the great work. I'm looking forward to future episodes. If you like true crime, murder, and mystery, give this podcast a try. The bean kept throwing me off because it's in caps, so I'm, my mind kept I'm waiting just, to go back to it. I'm just thinking of the caps and the, all the caps together. Just say bean, bean joy, joy, love. love. <laughs> like, wait, why are those capitalized? It's like it's like live, love, laugh, but it's bean, bean joy, joy, love. love. Hashtag bean joy love. Okay. Next one is by Skater Girl 1020. From K pop to podcasts. Been here since the K pop dancing. Oh my God. Thank you. Keep on being amazing like always. I look forward to this all week. Please don't stop anytime soon. Amazing storytelling and never fails to keep me intrigued. Oh, thank you. These mean so much to me because, like, every now and then I will think to myself, I'm like, who who wants to listen to this? This is like, no one wants this. And then I have to remind myself that there are a few people that do like us. Mm -hmm. So, this one is from Box QCQ. Okay. I love this podcast. It's interesting and without filter. Having a person tell the story and letting the other react makes so much more fun and adds a lot more extra points. Ooh, we got extra points. It gives the perfect vibe of sitting with your friends on a Saturday night telling spooky stories. That's literally what we're doing. Also, while I love Joy snorting (laughs) as much as anyone else here, can we please talk about all the random melodies she's humming while trying to find her spot in the notes? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and did it, did it, did it, do. LOL. That's for sure. Did it, did it, did LOL. I love it. Aw, thank you, Box QCQ. Then we have one from Snoops. Ooh. I had been hoping you guys would do an episode on this. It's by far one of my favorite true crimes. Oh, this is on the Axeman. Yeah. yeah. It's by far one of my favorite true crimes. And chemistry you two have is amazing. I look forward to each Monday for the next episode. Keep up the great storytelling. I love when people say they look forward to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do that with other podcasts. And I feel special that someone does it with ours. I know. It makes me. (laughs) This one is from Quiet Seeker. Does you, he seek the quiet? Yes, he does. <laughs> he you guys are my favorite serial killers. <laughs> oh. How'd you know? I'm just kidding. You know how by... Oh, she's dying. She's laughing. Oh What's happening? What does it say? By butchering those poor names. <laughs> 
one was this on? This one's on Axeman. <laughs> <laughs> this makes my day. Puns are my weakness. XD face. I'm so ready for a live show. I need to see Heather's face when the crawlies come from Joy's infam- infamous neck necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, this one is from six days ago by Nopviv. This one, and this is on um, America's first woman serial killer. So Arlene Warnes. Arlene, yeah. This one almost made me cry. You both give so much insight on every case you find interesting. There are cases I've never even heard of that I still think about because of your podcast. Plus, it warms my heart that Heather is doing creepy stuff again. Aww. Yes. And then we already saw the amazing quality has been proving. Yeah, we already saw yes. that one. Perfect. Dang, oh thank you guys so much. We have so many freaking reviews this we do. time. This That's is so fun. I day. keep leaving them, guys. Uh, clearly, we are obsessed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, all the puns. Please insert more puns here. Okay, should we get started? Yes. Let's do this. Let's do it. So you really didn't know what it was from the hint I posted? You didn't, couldn't tell what it was? Was it? Everyone guessed it was the torso, the Cleveland torso murder. Green River State. What? I'm just going to throw out a random one. I didn't I didn't look at the picture that hard because I was like, I don't want to. Do you know what it was it. a picture of? It was a picture of bodies being found. No, it wasn't. It was a picture of oh, different parts of a body being found. Are you? Are I you fucking serious? Wait. Let me look at the picture. Wait, what are you? It was a it was a map. Yeah, with different pinpoints oh. on it. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, what was the map of? Is my question. Oh, I thought you meant what was the picture? No, no, it was a map. But do you know like what area the of map. the world that map the was map. of? Oh my god, Cleveland. Okay, it was of Ohio. It was of Ohio. In case you guys were wondering, <laughs> here we go. Look, I wasn't looking at the map that well. I don't. Here we go. I just found out where Pennsylvania was last year. Holy shit! Well. Well, <laughs> please keep following this podcast for Heather. <laughs> June right, 12th, June 12th, 1985, 5.30 a.m., just off the I-17 freeway near Mansfield, Ohio, the body of 25-year-old Marcia Matthews, could be Marcia Matthews, not sure which one. I like saying Marcia. I like Marcia Marcia Matthews was found beaten and unconscious. Her body was laying partially on the freeway, and a blunt object had been used to beat her face. She was quickly taken to the hospital, but unfortunately died before regaining consciousness. Mm. Had she gained consciousness again, we might have the answer to what is now a (gasps) 14-year-old mystery. Or is it? Let's go back. Oh, snap. Is Mm -hmm. this... I don't know. (laughs) It's, just, it's not Zodiac, no. because that's really old. That's and older it's than definitely 14 years. not Golden State, because that's not anywhere near the Golden State. It really is not. Who's still... Okay, keep going. Anyway. Please. So, <laughs> Marcia was a sex worker who, alongside many others, worked the sex for sale industry at truck stops throughout Ohio. What are you laughing at, Joy? It could have been Jack the River. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please carry on. Oh you guys, I'm so sorry. God. Okay. They would regularly use CB radios to conduct their business with the truckers. They'd pick a code name to go by, announce they were available, and the nearby truckers would tell them which truck they were parked in, and then she would go and meet him in the truck. 
Dang. And then apparently from there would just radio from his truck to find her next customer, which I thought was interesting. That's actually kind of cool. Like, not that that should be happening, really, but that's actually kind of a cool gig. Anyway, over the next five or so years, eight more similar murders would take place around the same area. All were known or suspected sex workers, and all worked the same truck stop slash highway circuit. Originally, police suspected Marcia's attack was an isolated incident that's not uncommon with her profession. However, police became suspicious of a serial killer working in the area once a few of the murders were put together. Oh. As they, as f- at first they weren't connected, but uh, due to them happening in different counties and jurisdictions, you know that they don't talk with each other, especially back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Everyone was like, whoop, didn't know that was happening two hours away. Um so, so crazy. once the police started like lining that up, they were like, wait a minute, these look really similar in this state or, or surrounding states. So since 1985, bodies have been found scattered across four states. Six of the bodies were in Ohio, and then three were in Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New York. Good thing you know where Pennsylvania is now. Look, I don't want to hear. <laughs> I think I know which one this is now. Do you? Because didn't they just find out who it was? Yes. Okay, I know what this is now. I'm sorry. However, there is more to it. Oh man, I'm excited. I think I, I was didn't know originally. Much about this. Yeah, neither did I actually. I had heard one podcast on it before, um, and I wasn't originally going to do this because I know last week I said I'm going to do a funny one. This is not the one I was this going to do. Funny. This one isn't the funny one. I'm saving that for next week now. But I because I heard about him potentially getting caught. I had to do it this week, so we're going to go into it. Let's find Dang. out. On July 20th, 1986, 23-year-old Shirley Taylor was found at a closed public rest stop on I-72. She was wearing only a black camisole and was hidden from view on the highway by a three-foot-high concrete barrier. She had been beaten with a blunt object and ligature marks were found on her neck. Her other clothes were never found. She had last been seen at the Union 76 truck stop in Austintown, Ohio, the same truck stop where two other victims would also disappear from. With this case came a big clue. Other sex workers say she had been solicited over the CB radio by a man who called himself Dr. No. Oh, man. On December 4th, 1986, 18-year-old April Barnett was found strangled in a grassy area next to the highway. She had also worked at the Union 76 truck stop in Austintown. And strangely, her clothes were found 70 miles down the road from her body, one piece at a time. However, some of it was never found. So she was the third victim within a 50-mile strip of the I-71 freeway. Holy cow. And just, you know, what was it, a year, year and a half? Just a couple of weeks later, a fourth victim turned up. 28-year-old Jill Allen was found partially closed on an eastbound ramp to I-70 near the intersection of Route 40. Although I don't know if they say route over there in the Midwest. If it's a Route 40, I say route. It's route. (laughs) (laughs) She had been strangled due to ligature marks on her neck. Her panties, bra, and winter coat were never found. She had only been dead for a few hours when she was found, leading police to believe that the trucker who found her was just minutes behind the killer. Oh, my God. So Anne-Marie Patterson, a sex worker from Findlay, Ohio, was arrested for trespassing in February of 1987, 
While in custody, she said that she had sketchy information about the guy who's been going around killing prostitutes in the area. She also said that she was afraid to tell them because she'd be afraid she'd be killed for it. Unfortunately, she disappeared the next day before saying anything more to the police. Her body was found wrapped up in a sleeping bag on March 23rd near a creek bed along I-71, just north of Cincinnati. She had gone missing 40 days prior and was found over 250 miles away from where she normally worked at the Union 76 truck stop. That's like, that's so fishy. Like, how it's, would they It's weird, know? right? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, How she would they says know it. that she said something to the cops? That's the mystery. That's that's definitely something to keep in mind throughout this. Okay. So keep keep that in mind. That poor lady. I know. I mean, all of them, like, sad, but like, mm-hmm. dang. She died of massive blows to the head, and authorities suspected that she had been kept in the killer's refrigerated truck for over a month before being <gasps> dumped. She was six months pregnant. Her husband, William, who was also her pimp, reported her missing on February 14th after he had driven her to a truck stop near Barkeyville, Pennsylvania. What are you <laughs> laughing at? I really can't take the word pimp seriously. It always makes me think of the pimps in Norbit. I don't know if you've ever watched that movie. Oh, I haven't. But no. they have like velvet like suits I mean, on. that's exactly what I picture, like with the feathers and the, yeah. the like tiger print shoes i'm so sorry it's really sad because it's like she was six months pregnant and Mm -hmm. she was like out there working the streets while her boyfriend or husband one sorry husband was like go do this for money it's very sad it's a sad situation yeah anyway so here comes august 10th 1987 a previously unidentified female was found strangled face down in a grassy area along a ramp to I-70 near Hoke Road. She had been dead for about 14 hours. She had on blue jeans and panties that were pulled to mid-thigh. No other clothing was found. Although DNA says that, you know, recently they, like, ran her mm-hmm. DNA, and they also had her up in, like, the missing persons files, and they finally got a match, and it's found oh, really? that she was 21-year-old Paula Beverly Davis. Authorities oh actually now believe that this victim may have been a may have been killed by the Kansas City serial killer Lorenzo Gilliard. Oh, wow. So things start to kind of get confusing, but just, like, bear with me, and we'll so kind of... there were, like, multiple serial killers in the area at once? Yes. That's don't live out there. Yeah, it's during the eighties. The eighties were the eighties were the murder decade. That is so scary. I can't like I can't even imagine like living in our day. Also, and age. like these were specifically targeted women. You know, they they were they lived like that high risk lifestyle. So it was like they were much more likely mm-hmm. to be killed by these people. It's fucked up. So. November 22nd, 1987, 19-year-old LaMonica Cole was found frozen at the rear of Gateway Truck Stop in Breezewood, Pennsylvania, at I-76 and I-70. Her scarf had been shoved down her throat to suffocate her. Oh, my God. She also had pieces of clothing missing, which many police believe that the killer was taking as souvenirs, which is why bits of pieces were missing from each of these. So I guess it kind of makes sense that, like, 
the one that might not be the same person still had her underwear, but is he like taking everybody's underwear pretty much? No, it it differs from every person. Sometimes okay. he takes like a shoe and a bra. Sometimes he'll take the bra, excuse me, the bra and underwear. Sometimes he'll just take like the her whole top, like her shirt and her bra. Like it's different stuff. That's so weird. But it seems to always be one of the undergarments as well. So, yeah. Um, so witnesses for this say that she might have met a trucker whose CB handle was Dragon. <laughs> cannot oh I cannot not laugh at that. It's the stupidest fucking name to pick for yourself. Oh, this is Dragon. Hi, this is Dragon. It's like, okay, are you a 12-year-old boy? Like, that is... Yes. <laughs> Go home. Go home. <laughs> not... Go play Fortnite. Oh, wait, it's the 80s. I'm just kidding. Sorry. So witnesses say she might have met a trucker whose CB handle was Dragon and that he was driving a blue Freightliner with stripes. Did she go missing? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, this is the this is the LaMonica Cole. She was found frozen near the truck stop. Oh. Same girl. Like she had pieces of her clothing, the scarf in her throat. The same girl. Okay. So this isn't the pregnant one who said that she was going to give it stuff. Right. Huh? This isn't the pregnant one. It's a different girl, okay, but the pregnant girl also died. I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it honestly sounds like they have to have something in with the cops. A lot of people did think that, including the cops, because they noticed that he was dumping bodies in different jurisdictions, thinking that he might have known that they wouldn't talk to each other. Plus, like, it's everybody who's trying to give information. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe there's somebody telling in the... I don't know. It's just... That's such a weird thing. It is weird. I thought that, I thought it was Especially weird. because it would be like the day after they go missing. Like, exactly. It wouldn't take a minute or like... It's possible out. that that it, the word just got around that people are saying like, oh, she was talking to the police or oh, oh she went yeah, to the police and he just heard it. It's possible. You know, you never know. So... On March 29th in 1988, 31-year-old Terry Rourke was found in plain view on a bridge spanning the Mohawk River on I-17 in Saratoga County, New York. Initially, she was believed to have jumped to her death, but the autopsy report shows that she was dead hours before she hit the pavement. Most likely, she had been thrown from a moving car or truck. She was missing all of her undergarments. Other pieces of her clothing were found 11 miles up the interstate, similar to April Barnett in 1986. The last possible killing in the string of similar attacks connected came on April 19, 1990. A previously unidentified female was found at the rear of the Pilot Travel Center, a truck stop at I-17, sorry, I-70 in Route 37. She was wearing only panties and her other clothing was never found. She had also been beaten with a blunt object. An autopsy showed that she had had intercourse 12 to 24 hours before she was found, but this isn't surprising given her profession. Yeah. Recently, she was also given an identity through DNA and missing persons reports, and it was found that it was the body of 29-year-old Patrice Corley. So, after connecting the attacks, police had a loose idea of what they were dealing with. They had what they thought was a serial killer working along Ohio truck stops and interstates. At least nine female victims had been linked. Most were known sex workers working the same highway circuit. FBI behavioral science experts say a serial killer's first victim is often rushed and just an idea towards the pattern that may evolve. Success in the first kill can lead to more brazen slayings. I thought that was interesting because... Initially, when I was reading about the specifics 
of each one of the murders. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, maybe it's because I was I was doing a lot of research on this case and I was seeing other murders that weren't connected that did look similar. Mm-hmm. And then some of these that I was like, I don't know if I'd connect that one because it didn't look similar enough. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed like there was just a lot of these like sex worker killings by truckers that were going on in the Midwest around the same time. And I don't know why some of them weren't connected or why on some like news articles, some were connected and on other news articles, that one wasn't connected or it's it got so a little weird. confusing. Yeah. But the fact that they were talking about like how, you know, his first killing can differ from how he eventually like sets up his MO later on. I feel like there wasn't a very good MO because some were strangled, some were beaten. Yeah, it seems like everybody was just kind of different. It's just like he just wanted to kill. It wasn't like each one had her bra taken or, you know, it was a little bit yeah. loose. But I guess, you know, they they probably know more details and there's a reason why yeah, these ones like specifically the are connected. and everything. Or... Yeah, so right now, um, these are the links between the nine women. Three of the nine worked at the Union 76 truck stop in Austintown, Ohio. Eight of the nine were missing clothes like undergarments and shoes, which the killer might have been keeping. They were all beaten, strangled, or suffocated. All were killed somewhere other than where they were found, and no weapons were found at any of the crime scenes. Even like the ones that had the ligature marks on their necks, they never found the ligatures. So all the agencies agree that the killer is most likely a truck driver who is believed to have used the CB handles, Dr. No, Stargazer, and Dragon. He was known to the, <laughs> the girls. I can't with that. Oh, God. Star go home. Hazer, please. Go home to your mother. He was known to the girls who worked in the area, and many of them were afraid of him and that he caused oh them a lot God. of issues, apparently. So he wasn't this mystery. People Like, they knew, knew. who he was. Yeah. So but there they was, were like... probably too scared to say something because look what happens when you do. Right. It's not, and at first I was like, how do they know that Dr. No Stargazer and Dragon are all the same person? It was because they all recognized his truck as being the same. They all recognized him as being the same, because apparently there were witnesses. I feel like I wouldn't go into the truck. Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird, because it's like, if they knew he was trouble, why would they take the chance? But maybe they had to. I don't know. Maybe it was like a new girl, or maybe they just like, maybe it's just like one of those difficult like clients in a way. Yeah, you it know, could have been the like thing where they were weirdo. just annoyed, but they didn't think they were in any danger. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, so witnesses actually did, you know, some people did get a look at him. And they described him as being between 25 and 40 back in 1987. And 25 that, and 40? That's I know, a huge I know. Basically, he was an adult male. Like, okay. And that he was possibly from Middle Eastern descent with dark hair. Mm. So it's like... It's like, I saw his shadow, and he might have been... It's like, all right, maybe. I I doubt it. So, also, semen was collected from five of the crime scenes, and authorities really did hope that one day they would find a DNA match. So, fast forward to February of 2019. Bitch, where we is living right now. Right now. Bitch. We're living in it. A DNA match has, in fact, been made. (gasps) That's right. Did you hear the I cat? Heard the, the cat meow. The cat was like, fuck yeah. Oh my god, it's Luna. She's so cute. Okay. So you'll probably you'll probably remember this from the Golden State Killer, mm-hmm. but through familial DNA, where they basically find somebody whose DNA profile is similar 
and then they like track through that person's family to find mm-hmm. a a connection. It's very interesting and like it's crazy how they're able to do this. It's like uh the everyone who thing. like committed a murder back in the day and is like I got away with it, bitch. Just Y'all get ready. Didn't. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um his name is Samuel Legg and he was confronted by authorities while living in a group home in Chandler, Arizona. <laughs> I'm not fucking throw up. Joy's face. I remember reading that part, but now it's like more real once you hear the freaking story. Oh my god, Chandler, what? Arizona. I work in Chandler. What if what if I did his hair? You don't work in Chandler. I did. Oh, worked in Chandler. <laughs> what if he came in and I did his hair? What if I touched this man? I would throw up. I think you'd probably memorize the name, but anyway, it's weird because like, okay, just so you guys know, people listening, we are in Mesa, Arizona right now. I live in Mesa, Arizona. Joy lives in Gilbert, Arizona. It's like right next to Chandler, like like 15 minutes away from Chandler, Arizona. It's crazy. Okay, what? Did Joy? I ever tell you about the Chad? No. Okay, I could just picture this guy being like the Chad. He came in. I, it wasn't my client, thank God, because I wouldn't put up with this, <laughs> but you could only call him the Chad. He would not reply to anything else. And he had a girlfriend, and after the massage, like, he was getting a haircut or something, and she was like, you have to call him the Chad. Oh, you're doing the Chad's hair. Oh, my oh, fucking God. Oh, please cut the Chad's hair like this. No. Yeah, this he is wouldn't, not real. He wouldn't reply to anything This else. is not real. No. E- even, like, she oh gave God. special directions that a front desk people had to come How and tell everybody old to was only he? call him the Chad. How Maybe old? 30. Maybe. Was he, like, super rich or something? I hope so. If you're going to call what you if, know what I would do? I would just never call him Chad. by his name. I would just be like, hey. <laughs> just call him the. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's that's kind of amazing Anyways, and horrible. probably a serial killer. I did have a client that reminded me of American Psycho. Like, we called him American Psycho. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he killed somebody. Shit. But his name wasn't Samuel Legg. No. Okay. Yeah. So this guy is Samuel Legg. Oh, my God. He was picked up from a group home. Um, He was picked up because he had been connected to a 1997 rape of a 17-year-old girl. Oh, my God. He was extradited back to Ohio, where it was discovered that he was connected to four homicide (gasps) cases from Ohio as well. It is not known right now exactly which cases he's connected to, but one of them is the murder of Sharon Kadzierski, who was found dead in 1992 at a truck stop in Ohio, and she had been beaten. So here's the thing. When I read this, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense, because I read this on a different source about the Samuel Legg thing from the source where I was reading about the Ohio killings. Uh So in where I looked up the Ohio killings, it's, it's hard for me to, like, figure out a name for it because it's called the Ohio prostitute killer but I heard they're not supposed to say prostitute anymore but yeah. that's literally what he's called so I feel like I have to say it um, it's so when, in quotes fine. It, it's his name like it's all he's called um, so when I was looking at the article from the Ohio prostitute killer it said that you know, it gave me these women, and it didn't list Sharon Kadzierski on there but I was like why not because you look at it and it's like she was found dead behind a truck stop beaten to death why wasn't that added on there that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that it's a little confusing as to why some weren't connected and some were but um, yeah so we know that he's connected to that through DNA and we know he's connected to the rape uh, in 1997 through DNA but apparently he's connected to more murders but they haven't said which ones why was he in a group home I will get to that okay so Isaiah used to work at a group home in Chandler 
Oh my god, I hope it's the same one. <laughs> I, I don't think they even released the name of which one it was. Oh darn. Was at, which sucks, but. Can you imagine? <sighs> All right. I mean, he dealt. Never mind. So. <laughs> There has been some speculation over whether he's the killer in the other Ohio prostitute murder cases. However, it is believed that he was too young to have committed the murders that occurred in the mid-1980s. He's not been charged with any other crimes right now. So it's confusing me. Maybe it's just like different sources have different information. Mm -hmm. Whether he, he was connected to these other murders, but he hasn't been like charged with them yet. I'm mm -hmm. a little iffy on that but just reporting it as I see it it's hard too because like I don't know something that I'm not getting is that he had a pretty good streak of killing all of his victims right so why is now that like these people were beaten and they lived because it said like in Wait, the 80s, what do you mean in like 1997 that he raped somebody and beat them but they lived I don't know if he beat the 17 year old it just all it said for that one is that he raped her and then wasn't um, he connected to another one where, like, a woman was beaten? Yeah, 1992, but she was found dead. Oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's surprising that, like, I don't know. Because we don't know the name of the 17-year-old he raped because she's a minor and, mm -hmm. like, obviously we don't know. So we don't know if she was a random or if he, like, knew her through family. I don't know. Oh, my God, my hair. Um, so investigators in the, the 1997 rape case... Uh, got their break in December when the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation technicians were looking for matches to DNA in the truck stop murders, so the Ohio prostitute murders. Technicians used updated technology to search for a male family member whose DNA profile was similar to the unknown suspect. A match was made, and a further investigation did link leg to both the crimes, meaning Sharon Kadzierski and mm -hmm. the rape. So... Again, a little confused why it says both those crimes, and then it says he's later con connected to more killings. Maybe it's just that it was like more updated information that other one got. Yeah, maybe it's more updated, or after like they realized, you know, that he's connected that one, and obviously those ones were all connected because it was like the same name. Yeah, the but they guy. they haven't said anything like they have not said that he is connected to all nine of the murders or anything like that. You know, and mm -hmm. it's they never even knew if all nine of them were connected. They were just suspecting it. So, anyway, we'll it's get into it. It's crazy how many freaking truck murders there were. It's insane because it's like they, they could just so easily get away with it. There was no way to catch them. It was the 80s. There wasn't really any, like, DNA and shit he going was, like, on. like, taking the same route and saying, like, he was known. He was, like, a regular. Yeah. It's like, it, it, oh, my God. I can't. There's, like, fucking. All right. Anyway. So messed up. So, who is Sam Legg? Is he Dr. No? Or is he not? Is he dragon stargazer? Is he stargazer? Is he, was he 12? Almost. Hey. He was almost 12. How old was he? He is 49 right now, which would have made him 16 in 1985, which is why a lot of people are like, mm, not sure about that, but maybe. I mean, it's the 80s. Mm -hmm. You I, Honestly, it's it's possible, but I don't think it's likely. Yeah. I, I mean, don't, he was big. I don't think that he is Dr. No, personally. But I do know that he killed people, so it's possible that he's connected to possibly other murders. But I don't know if he's the one over CB radio who was saying, I'm Dr. No, because I don't know if a 16-year-old is going to be driving a Freightliner truck. I don't know. You know, it seems weird, but I guess it could have happened. Yeah, especially in the 80s, because like, <clears throat> back in the day, like, kids How were working so young and like doing big jobs. Yeah, well, okay. 
Let's. Yes. All right. This is gonna. This is gonna blow your mind. Not. It, it, might, it might blow it's your already mind. Blown. It might blow your mind. <laughs> so Sam Legg is 49 now. He was an independent truck driver who drove for a company in. Oh my God! I cannot pronounce this. Hinkley. I think it's. It must be Hinkley in Medina County, Ohio. Okay. So reason why he was in a group home, he suffers from mental health issues and has been married four times. So therefore he, because of those mental health issues, was in a group home. So that's kind of sad, but I mean. I wonder what his other wives would have to say about him. Exactly. Especially if he's like a rapist. Like I wonder if they got raped too and they're like, I'm out. By the way, just a side note, um, the Golden State Killer, his wife like filed for divorce. So like I'm sure in that divorce like proceedings so much shit is going to come out i am so happy that she did that because like a lot of shit's gonna come out of that Mm -hmm. anyway just fyi so this is this was like really weird i was like what to like all of his background because okay he'd been married four times back in 1988 his stepdaughter at the time was murdered so in 1988 he was 21 okay and he was married, and he had a stepdaughter who was 14. <laughs> so he's, like, wow. not that much older. Because <laughs> her her mom was 29, and so it was him as a 21-year-old and her as a 29-year-old, and then she had a daughter who was 14. Oh, my God. So it's, like, God. just kind of an interesting situation, That's I thought. But time. she was murdered in 1988. Um, his daughter, his stepdaughter was Angela Hicks. Uh, many believe that Sam had killed her, even at the I time. I would really hate if my last name were Hicks. Why? Just because, say it. Yuck! Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Hicks? <laughs> why wouldn't I like Maybe that? Maybe she Heather? did talk like that. Oh God, know. we don't know. That's why it's the word. So, oh my God, people did think that he killed her even back then. So now it's kind of like they're really looking into her murder now because. They never conclusively figured anything out back then, but now oh, that they know that so he's connected creepy. to other murders, it's Maybe like, um, yeah. So basically, she was found, his stepdaughter was found half decomposed in an old barn south of Midway Mall. Oh Authorities didn't start looking for her for a bit because they thought she had ran away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her shirt and underwear were laying nearby. Her, this is weird. I swear to God that said this, but this is so fucking weird. Her cause of death was undetermined. Don't know how that's possible. Maybe it's because she was too decomposed. But it said she was half decomposed, but I don't know. How are you half decomposed? Just fucking, like, like halfway to being completely decomposed, oh, I, was I guess. like half of you is decomposed and the other Dude, I actually not. thought that too when I first heard it. I was like, was one part of her body, like, in the water or, like, I don't fucking know. Sorry, I turned this on silent. Oh, it's, a, it's an alarm. So... This is really sad. This is this part like mm-hmm. oh, this part got me because it reminded me of myself when I was that age mm-hmm. or maybe a little younger. But so under her body, they found a tiny Barbie horse stirrup Aww. laying, leading investigators to believe that she had been killed in her home and then wrapped up there and it got wrapped up with her and then she was dumped there. Oh and I was God. like, fuck, that's so sad. Yeah. The night she went missing, she was with Sam. He was watching her. He and Angela did not get along. Apparently, they argued all the time. One time... (laughs) Oh, no. One time was over a $500 bill to a phone sex line, which he tried to blame on Angela and her friend. 
It was obviously Angela. <laughs> so stupid. She just was calling up the sex line, you know? You know. That's what I did as, when I was 14. As you do. As a 14-year-old girl playing with horse stirrups. I would have been terrified to do that as a 14-year-old. I'd be like, my parents will find... I don't know why I would even want to, but like... Yeah, but no, your parents are going to find out. It's the freaking 90s, 80s, whatever they are. It's the 80s. (laughs) So... Wow. The problem many people seem to have is that if Sam Legg is the Ohio prostitute killer, he would have been 16 when the first murder occurred. It's not impossible, but like I said, it is unlikely. So basically at this point, I think we're just going to have to wait for more information to unfold because it's a very breaking case, which Uh I normally don't like doing because there's not a lot of information, Mm -hmm. but because... Be- because well first of all the reason why mm-hmm. is because he was found here like right yeah, next to us so that is crazy. so insane to me i'm like wait a minute like i go I down to like chandler what? a couple of times a week it's yeah. insane so creepy yeah um He's living there oh, it makes you think like how many other serial killers are just like walking around oh yeah because there's there's a lot of killers that were never caught and so they're just out walking around strutting their stupid faces so i like i said I really don't think that he's Dr. No because I just have a really hard time thinking a 16-year-old is driving a Freightliner freight, freight liner, and people are saying that he looks between 25 and 40 and people aren't th- saying, like, you sound like you're 16 over the CB radio. I just find that unlikely. Yeah. So people are saying things like Dr. No has been caught, but I think it's definitely more likely to say we have a, like, potentially been caught because we don't know and there's not enough evidence and there's evidence I feel like against it like I circumstantial mean, evidence but he against was it to a few yeah that's what's so confusing time. so that's why I'm like okay so maybe he would my theory is that maybe he's connected to some of those killings but not all of those killings were Dr. No and the ones that he's connected to are not the Dr. No killings because like know? my thought is like some of those literally happened the same time they his literally semen was found inside them and they were killed at the same time yeah wait what do you what like it was in that time frame what do you mean what time i'm sorry what they linked his dna to the semen that was found in two was it two or three of them that i said but they were still all in the same time span so if we can do it to two of them so more i think the ones that Okay, so the time span that it it could have been the later ones, like the ones in like 88, 90 Mm -hmm. or whatever, because Angela Hicks was also killed in 88. So he was Mm -hmm. like 21, 22, 23, which I think is more likely. But I feel like the early ones in like the the 1985, 1986, I'm like, he was 16, 17. I can't imagine him being Dr. No back then. But yeah, as he gets older in the later years, I feel like if he was connected, he might have been connected to those. It's confusing, but maybe it was like Dragon was somebody different. It was like this like eighteen year old kid, which is so horrible because he obviously it's murdered him. People, he's but sixteen. He's like, I knew like, it. Oh, I know a really good Dragon. Perfect. Per. He's like I'm so fucking. Cool. And then they're like, you fucking said Dragon, and then you got mad. <laughs> and then the end. Uh, Man, so that's that the story so of. Um, I would say it's the story of the Ohio prostitute killer, or I guess the Ohio truck stop murders. I don't really know what the official name is for it, but um, and I also really the story more. of Sam Legg, because we don't know for sure if he's connected or not, but it seems like he's connected to at least some of those 
So I'm very interested to see what ends up happening with this. I know. I'm like really curious. Now. Right? I'm so curious. Dang. That's intense. Can you imagine? Like, you, oh, here, let me show yes. you a picture of him so you can tell me if you recognize him. If I recognize him. Oh, oh. You were like, what if I, I did really his hair? Doubt. I really doubt. Like, I don't think and you I did, but I. His home was for like children too. So. I still want to show you a picture of him, even though I'm pretty. What if I literally have done his hair? Oh, I have done some. Oh, yeah, we used to get a lot at Dolce. You know, it's really, you know, okay, I'm going to say the worst thing ever right what? now, even though I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, but if we haven't, I'm so sorry to everyone listening. I am. Oh, no. So I'm going to show you this picture of him right now. Uh -huh. And then they showed a picture of him, how he he looked back in like the 90s. He was cute. <laughs> I hate myself. Here. This is what he looks like now. Wait, I thought they described him as a Middle Eastern guy. They did. Remember? Well, that was like a possible Middle Eastern oh. guy. Oh, yeah, he's not Middle Eastern, by the way. Samuel Legg is like white. a total drunk doucher. I think it's the hair. So here, <laughs> I don't think I've seen. It's him. really. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, he's kind of cute. He actually kind of looks like an ex-boyfriend of mine. I hate everything. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. It's so fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But I mean, like, look if, like, I didn't think Ted Bundy was cute, but apparently he's known for being cute. Ted Bundy is not cute. I don't think Oh, he's my cute. God. Look, at, look at him here. Look at him here. Look how fucked up he is. He looks like he's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post these pictures, guys. I just guys. picture him having an accent. What kind of accent? Look here. <laughs> I picture him having, Do people like, in Ohio have cowboy. those accents? No, I don't know. I just picture him having, like, a weird, like, old, like an older... Texas man talking down to you. Sure. I just pictured him having that. So just while I pulled this picture up, I think this gives a pretty good like synopsis of what I'm trying to say about what he's been charged with. No. So it says right here, Samuel Legg has now been charged with a murder and a rape. And authorities say DNA evidence links Legg to at least three more murders. So that's where it stands right now. Like he has not been charged with those three, but they're saying it links him to it. So maybe they have to like look into it more. I yeah. don't know. They probably have to get enough evidence to go after him. Right. I'm sure. Like, DNA is good, but like. You know. I feel like DNA is like the ultimate, isn't it? I mean, I have a hard time being like, do you need anything else? Yeah, but I'm sure in a case, maybe they need more. Anyway, they. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's like it's another one of those situations where familial DNA was used to track a killer and i hope that keeps happening i'm glad that they like save so many things of dna right it's i think about that all the time i'm like oh my gosh wait because like when we did the lucy blackman story when they mm. saved karita ridgeway's like piece of her liver from years and years before i'm like i am shocked that they still had that the fact that people save this stuff it's like oh perfect it's crazy mm -hmm. it's just so crazy to me i don't know Anyway, but they still can't catch the axe man. <laughs> no, maybe maybe familial DNA will lead us there. Or what was the other? One? I, um, I can never remember. Ten forty six. They are oh, in the middle. Me. I think I told you this already. What? They're in the middle of like a, I don't know what to call it. A DNA crackdown. Fucking, I don't know. They're like DNA testing stuff to say that there might be a break in the Zodiac killer case. Thank God, because I was about be. to say, like, the that Zodiac would be guy amazing. is probably still just chilling. He's I feel like really the Zodiac old. case and the Golden State killer case, in my mind, are, like, just as big and famous as each other and 
like I wouldn't be surprised if the Zodiac Killer was found out because I never would have thought the Golden State Killer would have been found out. Like I remember listening to that recording of the original mm-hmm. Night Stalker, the Golden State Killer, like breathing into the phone, being like, "I'm gonna kill you!" Like literally talking like that, oh and I was God, like, "Holy the shit!" Bumps. It was literally terrifying. Guys, it's go so look scary. up on YouTube. Just type in original Night Stalker. That's it. Just type that in. And it's like a picture of a guy in a ski mask and it's just audio and it's horrifying. It I really can't. is. I've been listening to horrifying 911 calls. You really have. But not not like people in pain, like the killers calling yeah. after. And they're like pretending. They're like, oh, my wife yeah. slipped. It's like, bitch, what? You're not even sad. <laughs> my wife slipped onto a knife multiple times. <laughs> I like she the ones where... <laughs> Where you know, you already know, like, prior to listening to it that they're guilty. Mm-hmm. And then you hear them and they're like, no, no, no. And they're just like, it's like, holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. This is so fake and so over the top. I love those. Fucking yeah. evil. So, yeah, that's it. Well, there we go. Anything you wanted to add? Besides, obviously, people can follow us. Um, I'm just on- excited to figure out what happens with that. Yeah, me too. I'm going to like set a Google alert for it. It's like every time something else happens. But um, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mm notadreampod. I feel like I'm not doing very good at keeping up with the social media right now. I don't know why. I suck at Twitter and I haven't touched our Facebook group and I don't even know if I'm going to keep up the Facebook group. It'll just, we'll leave it there. I might leave it there for a bit. And then if I decide to start it up like officially, then I will. But I'm just kind of trying to figure out what to do for this podcast. I still need to make a video to post on my ASMR channel. I do kind of want to get back into ASMR, so I might make a video where I'm talking about the podcast and like also doing ASMR. So it's kind of up in the air right now. I don't really know, but I've been dancing too lately. So Speaking of ASMR, mm-hmm. I've been just craving honeycomb fucking god and then i yes. keep watching those like honey dude comb, remember like, when scraping? we were sitting while you were doing my hair and we were just watching that girl oh. cut that honeycomb oh, and i was like oh yes. my god <laughs> i'm gonna buy you some honeycomb next Please time i see it do okay. oh my god that sounds so good i almost left and then that's why i got the honeycomb chocolate oh yeah mm-hmm. but i couldn't find honeycomb there so yeah it's hard to find i feel like i've seen Sprout it in some chocolate. stores and it's like super expensive it's like 13 dollars for a tiny block but it's worth it mm-hmm. it's worth it so what's a good thing that happened to you this week um i always have a hard time like remembering what i did last weekend well last weekend john was working all weekend which was not fun but on sunday I was doing something. Oh, yeah. Sunday, I was looking after Christy's dogs, and then we went to go see Alita Battle Angel, Ooh, which I think? thought was really, really fun. It was like, it had like the shittiest romance storyline ever, and good. I was like, I do not believe this for a second, but the action was so good. Aww. So it made it enjoyable to watch, because I was like, fuck, look at all these people getting their arms chopped off. <laughs> it was great. That's amazing. And like the CGI of her face, people are like, oh, it's weird. I'm like, watching the movie, it's so normal. Like, you just get so used to it. It doesn't bother you mm-hmm. or anything. It's it's great. I loved it. I like it. Um, I made my mom watch Summer of 84. Oh, my God. Did you really? I bought, Yeah, I'm so happy I bought it. Guys, it's we so talk about good. this movie so much it's on this podcast. It's so good. Please go watch it. What did she think? She, she really liked it. 
I don't want to ruin anything, no, but she don't. thought the same thing that I did about the end. Oh, shit. So. I told John everything about it already because I told him 100% positive you would fucking hate this movie. John does not like depressing movies. Like, and I know what will depress him. Mm-hmm. So. Um, something else I did is I learned how to make a macaron. Oh, my God. You did make, and like, a shit ton of macarons. I made a ton. It took me hours. It took me two Harry Potter movies to make them. <laughs> to make three batches. I wanted to cry. What but flavors I made, did you make? I meant to ask you. I made lemon, oh blackberry, oh and strawberry. But oh the day God. before that, I made blueberry and oh raspberry. Oh, my God. And, but I made them, like, that's where I learned how, but I made everything from scratch, including the jam that you put inside. So now I have homemade fresh jam. I really want macarons now. Oh my God, they're so good. I really like, like, my favorite ones I've ever had. I had a strawberry and cream one, and Mm -hmm. I had a chocolate one once that, like, I wanted to, like, just... Yes. Throw myself off a cliff. It was so good. They're so good. Oh, my God. They're just all... Guys, we are just craving everything. I literally eat like six a day <laughs> I mean really I feel like I'd probably eat more than that if I had that many at my disposal so it's hard because <laughs> there's not that many I'm like I have to rush <laughs> do you keep I them mean, in the fridge uh sometimes I like them out of the fridge I do really like cold. them out of the fridge but yeah and Dude. I I like I count them at night and I'm like I say you can't eat any of these <laughs> but really I'm eating them the entire day <laughs> poor so Isaiah no, don't pity him. No. He, like, ate... Okay, here's what happened. He was with me when I learned how to make them, and mm-hmm. I made them, and he didn't help me a single thing, and at the end, he goes, oh, can't wait to eat these after, like, hours, like, five hours. Where did you learn how to make them? At my friend's house. Whose house? Uh, her name's Nina and Naomi. Is she, so is she, like, a baker or something, or did she, no, how did she know? they're Taiwanese, and they took a class in Taiwan. Oh, shit. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So it's pretty legit. Seriously. And my macarons are so good, you guys. I'm going to make more, and I'm going to bring them to Heather, and we're going to eat them over oh the podcast. Oh, my God. I'll do, I'll do some macaron eating ASMR if you bring me macarons. Yes. Let's <laughs> do it. So I'm going to make them once I move into my place. And then In we're a couple do weeks. It. I know. I'm excited. Two weeks. I'm very excited. Two weeks from Saturday. When I'm, I'm sorry. So what excited. What day is it that you're moving March in? March 9th. Okay, so before Christie's birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so excited. Dude. Dude. All right. All right, guys. Yes. That's it. All right. Go That's home, all, folks. Go home. Wait. <laughs> Go to your jobs, which you're probably driving to. You know what's funny is that last time I, I said something about how you guys were driving on your morning drive in yeah. the morning, uh-huh. and then you... It didn't get released until the evening. <laughs> I remember that. that. I remember that. I was like, I actually I chuckled when I heard it when I was editing it. I was like, fuck. I thought it was so funny. The one time I said something about a morning drive to work, it doesn't get released until you get home. Sweet dreams, my pretty. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.